0: Well, hello, everyone. I am the host, Reverend Jordan Schrader, and I want to welcome you all back to episode 59 of Handy Slapped. I want to apologize yet again for my delay. I'm really trying to get back to uh, the show on a weekly basis, but life has its ups and downs, and I'm not going to get into all my lame excuses and all of that. Uh, but right now, I just want to reflect a little bit and uh, speak for the church and speak my mind um, a little bit as a Christian who is thinking biblically and of uh, what I'm just seeing in the world. And if you're a Christian or maybe even not a Christian and you're listening to this, I just want to ask, church what are we doing look at what's going on in our on the in the american culture in american society with all the changes that are being accepted without question look at all that's going on with target with allowing the um different types of clothing for children allowing um, LGBTQ+, plus and transgender support clothing on children. And what's going on with uh, the response to that? But furthermore, what's going on in the American church? You know what? I should say what's going on beyond that. What have we allowed to infiltrate in our pulpit? I ask you, church, again, what are we doing? Look at how the churches are imploding by adapting to liberally theological teachings. By allowing Christ to no longer be the center of our churches. We have lost focus on Christ himself. We are allowing society to change the church, to change the faith, to change what the Bible says. And no one is doing anything about it, at least nothing that's too impactful. You look at all the churches today, the traditional churches versus the theologically liberal churches the theologically liberal churches are overtaking and so many people are also leaving these churches which allows them to gain more in support of supporting scriptures that have nothing to do with what the true word of God says. Allowing those living in sin, actively living in sin, to participate in church leadership. Allowing God's word to be twisted to the liking of our own Understanding in ourselves. Throwing away the centerpiece of God's word and his work, that is the cross itself. What is the cross nowadays? Is it a piece of jewelry? When you look at it, is it this beautiful bedazzled piece of artwork that has since been outdated by rapid changes in society and culture that no longer respond to it as intimately as we once did? Is it that the cross is no longer offending to us? We look at the cross and there's no longer a conviction. We have lost who Jesus truly is. At my home church, we've recently uh, just completed uh, doing a whole series on the book of Mark. Reading it as, who is Jesus? To really know him. The first step in this problem is that many churches of all faiths and levels know of Jesus, but they don't really know who Jesus is. They know of him, but they don't know him. They read about him in the Bible, but they interpret it to who they want Jesus to be and not who he actually is. We do this all the time with people in our lives. We want to like people for who we want them to be, but it's a different story when it comes to loving them for who they actually are. Who is Jesus to you? Is Jesus simply a good teacher? Is Jesus just a prophet among the others? Or what what I've seen a lot of is Jesus is my friend. Or Jesus is just your buddy that you can talk with nonstop which at one point is true but it goes further than that. Jesus is more than just a simplified version, if you will, of a friend. Jesus is not just your friend. Jesus is your father. And we've lost that reverence of Jesus, the majesty of Jesus, the authority of Jesus. We have lost that and thrown it to the pigs. We no longer have a fear of Jesus. We no longer have a true love of Jesus. We love some of the things he says and does, but we don't love the whole picture of who Jesus is. All the time nowadays in the theologically liberal churches, we see Jesus accepting all sinners. And again, this is a twisting of God's word. Jesus does love us as sinners. Of course he does. And people all the time claim that, Oh, Jesus hangs out with the sinners. He befriended them. He was with them all the time. Yes, but there's more. Jesus did more than just go to them which, yes, is what we should be doing as Christians. We should be going to where the sinners are. Be careful with that, of course. But the point is, meet people where they are, yes. That's what Jesus did. But let's look at the other part of it. What would Jesus do in today's times? What would he do if you walked into a Target store today and saw all of the front and center children's clothing that greatly glorify the pride movement, the LGBTQ plus community, and the transgender aspect of it all? What would Jesus do? Something that was really big in the '90s, uh, wearing the WWJD. Braces, what would Jesus do? Yeah, I asked that. What would he do, really? Of course, he would love all people, just as we are instructed to love everyone. Not love them because you're told to, but we love others because we want to love them. Jesus loved and cared and comforted, but Jesus also was just. Jesus is holy Holy as in separate. If Jesus walked into a Target store today, I kid you not, that is not something he would be parading. He would not be purchasing these clothing items for the children of his loved ones. He would condemn them. He would condemn that we are allowing, even in the churches, sin to preach from the pulpit and not be condemned from it. Allowing sin to control God's word for itself. Allowing sin to say what God's word is, to change God's word and not speak what it is. Who is Jesus anymore? All these theologically liberal churches have lost the identity of Christ. They lost the focus of Christ and brought the focus back on themselves or ourselves, just as we naturally do as sinful people who are in need of that Savior. We have put Jesus aside in order to put ourselves in his place. Did you catch that? We have reversed what Jesus has done on the cross. Jesus took our place already for what we deserve. And we are reversing that to use a platform for our own gain, to make ourselves in control, to make ourselves Above what God says. I've had conversations with people who did grow up in the church and say things like, you know, maybe the church is the one who needs to adapt and change. My jaw hits the floor because this was 11 years ago, I think, 10 plus years ago when I heard this statement. And look how far that's come, how prophetic that comment was with how churches are lessening and decreasing what sin is. The reason Jesus died, to die for our sins, and it's come to the point where sin is no longer a concern. I mean, let's take this back to the beginning now. It's not our job personally to condemn those who are in sin because we are all in sin. I'm in sin. I have so many sins that are helped out um, with me getting help. I have sins that are only between me and the Lord. Take that as you will. Some people interpret that differently or disagree on that, which I totally understand. But the point is we all have the drive. We all have sin in our lives that needs to be cleansed and not just accepted, but repented of. What ultimately Jesus calls us when he says he loves us, we need to love him too. He loves us no matter what in the sense of where we are, but he doesn't leave us where we are. Jesus calls us to come to him, to receive his grace. That goes for everyone. I don't care if you're someone who is in the LGBTQ plus community or you have impulsive thoughts or you've hurt people you've gotten revenge on people, you've played with drugs and alcohol, or even hardcore drugs, you've been to prison, you've murdered someone. All of these things are able to be cleansed by the love and the blood of Jesus Christ, for that which I am so thankful. But to know of that, we as the church need to speak up and rebuke This new narrative, not new, but new style of narrative that is continuing to invade the churches and the traditional churches, taking away who Christ is and putting in ourselves, lessening the severity of sin. But to do that, we also need to embody and act out And what we do with the love of Christ. We're not gonna draw people by pointing fingers at them. We're not gonna draw people by hitting them over the head with Bibles. No, we're gonna show them, show them the love of Jesus. Make them know by the Holy Spirit that they are loved, but that we are also called to repentance to receive in full his forgiveness, to receive in full his grace that is going to pour all over us. I pray for everyone that is struggling today, struggling as a Christian to share your faith, to speak up because it is so difficult. But something needs to be done today the church needs to no longer fear. What does the Bible say to us over and over again in so many examples? Fear not, for God is always with us to give us the courage and the supernatural strength to speak up against, in the fight of spiritual warfare that is going on heavily within the church, not just in culture, but in the church, working within, to break the church apart from the inside. I pray for all of us to stand firm and remember what would Jesus actually do? Well, in the face of sin, he would rid sin from the pulpit, just as he rid the money changers in the temple found in the Gospels. And remind everyone that, yes, we are loved and we are held in the arms of Christ. But he also said to us to sin no more, to turn away, to come to him, to receive the real healing that we are all secretly seeking. Whatever it is you're trying to use to fill in the void, whatever I was trying to use to fill in the void, all of us, At the end of the day what we do not yet know a lot of us do not yet know is that we are seeking jesus at the end of the day you are seeking jesus and he wants you to come to him to be cleansed to be healed all over you from in all of your body and in your spirit to be healed as a true healing is to be healed of the sin in your heart to get a new heart all in the blood of Christ to make you new and whole. But don't do this to bring people out of sin in anger. Don't do this out of frustration or mocking or anything like that. That's not going to help. That's going to push them away. It certainly pushed me away at times in ways that are so profound that only the love of Jesus can bring us back. And I pray this over everyone listening today. Lord God, I pray for everyone who is listening to receive your grace today to understand that no matter what they are doing or where they are, Jesus still loves them but we are called to him as well. We are called to him in repentance to receive his great forgiveness, to be cleansed of the sin and the emptiness in us. Lord God, you refill us with your spirit. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So I say this again, church, stand up, rebuke the False gospel that is coming through to churches that has taken the focus off of Christ to stand up and preach the true gospel, to never be afraid. The, part of the reason why the church is falling, and what seems like the church is falling, is because people who hold true to the gospel are not speaking up. We are too afraid. Whereas those on the other side who are promoting the false gospel look like they are not afraid. And that's why it looks like they are pushing through, because we are cowarding. We need to push back and show firmly the true gospel of Jesus. To bring people out of sin, to bring them into, call them even, into repentance but do so in love. Don't do so in hate or condemnation, for that is not our job, but that is the job of the Holy Spirit to do conviction. We are to share the love of Jesus and let the Holy Spirit work within. Do not be afraid. I pray all this as well in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to episode 59 of Handy Handishlapped. I am your host, the Reverend Jordan Schrader stay godly, stay holy, and of always, of course, I should say, of course, stay classy. God bless.